What is your body story and where would you like to begin? I am Coco Benitez, founder of the Body Story Movement, and this is the first question I am asking women on this podcast. Because how many people have really been asked, what is your body story? And where these stories go, you are in for a treat because that question can be interpreted and broken down in many different ways. So my hope is that you walk away hearing something that resonates with you because the vision of the body story movement is to impact the lives of girls and women for generations to come so that they can continue to have a love and appreciation for their bodies at every phase of their lives. So I'm interviewing women of all backgrounds, all ages, all different experiences for this body story movement. So thank you for being a part of this community and I'll meet you on the other side. Okay. Hello, Noelle. Hi, sister. Welcome to Body Story. Afternoon. Thank you. Thanks, sis. Thanks for being here. Please introduce yourself. Please tell everyone who you are, where you live, what you do, and why you said yes to telling your body story today. Yes, so my name is Noelle Benitez. Well, my full name is Tiffany Noelle Benitez. And I actually live in DC um, and quite a famous area, which is U Street, which is um, you know <laughs> a very lively little scene around here and it's exciting and I love it. Um, and then I, I have my own business, which is Unparalleled Eye Design. So I do home design and sometimes I work on some commercial spaces as well. And um, I absolutely love it. It is just a really special gift in my life. And You're then, incredibly uh, talented. Thanks, Edmana. Thank you. And um, I Why believe- Why did you say yes? Well, I said yes because, you know, I mean, in all honesty, the number one is, of course, I'm supporting you and this, you know, journey that you're building for, you know, yourself and other young women. And I think it's just um, the path that we need to be taking now. So I haven't, I don't believe I've thought as much about my body story as, you know, you have, especially in the last couple of months, weeks, but it's like, the truth is we all have one. And I thought, Hey, let's, I'm happy to tap into something like that. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm happy you said that too, sis, because I would actually agree with that statement. And that's why I'm kind of excited about this interview with you, because I agree that you have not your body story and the way I talk about it and the way I have for many years, I'm kind of obsessed about, it's a very different story. So I'm really curious to see where this goes today. So let's get started. What's your body story, sis? And where would you like to begin? Where does your mind go right away? Um, I think my mind goes probably right away to just um, my, who I am. Like, you know, I'm those that know me, I stand almost six one. I say six one because I know I'm taller than six. <laughs> and I, yeah, I mean, I think I immediately go into um, sort of like my height and my shoe size. I mean, I wear a size twelve okay. on, on the on the, you know, for sandals. But once I get into boots and whatnot, I need thirteens. In fact, I've spent the last several weeks popping into many different Nordstrom racks looking for. Um, I mean, I immediately go, it's like, where's 12 to 13? Where's 12 to 13? And yeah. then there's tons of 11s in those sizes. Um, so so your, your body story, you think of your height and your shoe size. I think of my height and my shoe size. I also think of my physical size. Like, you know, I, you know, at the start of COVID, well, actually in February, 2020, as we all know, it was a month before COVID hit. I had just started working with a trainer, but this is someone that I met who saw me swimming at the pool and she, she saw that I was dedicated, but I think that her, her name's Imani. I think Imani knew that I could be doing more to get a better workout. And so she said, mm. I can offer you a better workout. And then I also do other training. So it's really amazing that right at the start, I mean, who would have known that we were about to hit with a pandemic like that? Yeah. I actually had several training sessions with her. I learned everything about proper way to do planks and so many other things that I could do on a daily basis that could be upkeep for your body, of course, in your boot camps as well. And, but what I learned from her preliminary prepared me for even your boot camps. So I just took the ball and ran with it. And I was active every single day. And I did, I'm not really one to, to count pounds, not because I'm bashful about it, but I just, I let, I let it show on me. I'm like the clothes that I buy, the way that I look in the mirror, I'm like, this is my sign that I'm doing what I need to do. And then also 
you know, people notice it. You're, you know, you noticed it. I mean, people mm-hmm. even close to you, people close to you notice that you're reducing. It's something How that- How does that make you feel, sis, <clears throat> when somebody gives you compliments? They, they notice a, a change in maybe your physical physique because of some extra work you're putting in. What, how do you receive that? You know, I actually, um, I mean, I like the fact that it's, I like the fact that it's noticeable because it's like you work hard, you dedicate yourself. And the fact that you're, you know, that you feel it, you know, you're seeing results, but the other fact that other people like can really see results is almost like you just know that that workout is really paying off. And I know I'm jumping all over the board, but I do think about no, my size. That's why I love I these conversations. That's okay. You can go anywhere you want it to, sis. Yes, yes. I mean, at one point, you know, after high school, moving to Turkey, um, <clears throat> you know, that was like, you know, you're young. You're, I mean, I remember like when I think about my lifestyle, then the lack of exercise, how much I was mm-hmm. eating and drinking, you know, mm-hmm. you can drink at a younger age on base, you know, it was just all of those things combined. Yeah. I remember coming back from Turkey and interestingly enough, even, even when I noticed that I was like heavier at my heaviest, okay. like the truth is I was never unhappy with myself. I knew, I mean, I don't know if it was just like, okay, this is just my body right now. Mm-hmm. And I never felt like, oh my God, I need to lose weight or never felt bashful about having like a really like chowing down on some nachos or anything like that. I mean, even and if I've I was, al- like, I've always felt that from you, sis, just at like so many different moments of your life, regardless of your size, you've always (laughs) carried your body very confidently. And I just wonder, is that something that you notice? And is it intentional? Does it just happen? Like, how do you just carry your body with the mindset of, this is just my body right now? Well, I mean, and this is not, this is me. I'm definitely not trying to sound arrogant here, but I feel like at any place that I was, yeah. I always was, you know, I always felt attractive. I always mm. felt attractive or I still would, even when I was big and, and it was that I would still get, you know, compliments from, you know, you know, men or, you know, I wasn't, I didn't feel like, I mean, you know, naturally when you, when your body transforms, you do attract a different, you know, you do attract even a bigger pool of mm. people. I mean, that's, mm. but it's not, we're not out here to just see how many people we can attract. Yeah. So I think in some ways I, I didn't feel like it really like took me out of the game or anything like that. Mm. Um, even when I was younger, I mean, when I was in Turkey and Satana knows we were cracking up and I was like, why am I not more insulted? I think it was more Oh my of- gosh, this story, you have to tell this story, sis. <laughs> You know where I'm going. Okay, so <laughs> in 2000, this was like January. I'll tell you the date. This was like probably January 20. This was the weekend of January 21st, 2005. Some people are going to hear this and not find this funny at all. And that's okay. Well, I mean, that that's, that is okay. But it's, it's like, if you understand language and you understand the globe, you understand that yes. there's not always words to translate because I can give another, you know, the world, the, my global experiences are a huge part of my life. It's a huge part of my business and everything. So it makes sense for the body story as well. Yeah. So totally. me and Satana were just like having the time of our lives in Istanbul. It was cold. Um, we, it was just, it was, it was a combination of Murphy's law, but also having like the time of your life. And so <laughs> we had gone out, we had never experienced, we were in the big city on our own. Like Satana yeah. was like 18, you know, we were, we were pretty young. Yeah. And so we went to this amazing nightclub by the direction of this cool DJ we met from Ghana. Okay. And so afterwards, you know, everyone's like drinking and everyone has to get some, they call it pide, which is like the Turkish pizza. And so we're like, let's get pizza. And so me and Satana, and then in Turkey, it was just like, I don't know, like the men were just, and it was, it was like almost surprising. And I had actually put on a fair amount of weight in Turkey. Like I actually, okay. I was even surprised. I like, remember, I think that was honestly you were, probably your heaviest, sis. That was, was in Turkey. Heaviest. Yeah. I'm pretty like, you know, if, if I staying on this path, I will, it's not that I think about, I can never be that big again. I don't even think about myself at that size, yeah. but with the lifestyle I have now, I'm pretty confident that I will never be that size again. Mm. I mean, I was probably wearing like, you know, I, there, I remember I had to, at one point I bought like a 22, you know, mm-hmm. for pants. And now I'm like a 14, 16 and I'm, mm-hmm. and I like, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that size. Like I, if I were just a little more fine, but I feel like that's kind of where, you know, I yeah. need to be. But for um, you to even, even with- go back to your original comment of any size you've been, you have felt attractive. You know, you have felt attractive in your body, but for you to see how transformation, you can feel even a different layer of that attractiveness. That's what I find fascinating about your story. 
as my sister. I mean, that, that's true. And I think even with mom, like she always is so good about buying us great clothes and stuff. And she always knew how to like shop well for like the size that I was, or I mean, all of her daughters, she yeah. always knew how to like, okay, I got you this really nice blouse, you know, from Lane Bryant or something like that. And yeah, at the time, that's expensive. I mean, Lane Bryant ain't no slouch. Like that's, yeah. that's expensive clothing. So because it was you know, always important for her, for us to feel comfortable in what we wore. But dude, I, we can get back. I want to, I want to get okay, back to yes. dressing. So yeah, you've got to so finish the, the turkey okay. story. So we're in, we're in Turkey and me and Satan are going in and there's just like this table of guys, you know, in, in Arab, you know, not, they're not Arab, but in, in like Islamic countries, yeah. uh, there's a lot of big groups of men that hang out and women okay. aren't really the only, the only women out were pretty much like, you know, like international women. Okay. So not that we were up to anything bad, you know, that's just kind of how the culture. I mean, no, y'all there were some, young in a city. We were young. There were some, no, actually Turkey is pretty liberal. There were some young Turkish women out anyways, group full <laughs> of guys. And, you know, we walk in and the guy's just like, you know, he's really kind of just all like, you know, he seems like he's really into me. And then he's like, yes. And he's yelling out loud. He's like, yes, I love. And we're just like, okay. And of course we're, it's late at night would be, you know, it's early in the morning. And, you know, we're being vigilant. We're taking care of each other. And so yeah. he's like, yes, yes. He's like, I love fat girls. And so I was like, oh my God, is he talking to you? Is he talking to you? And I'm like, dude. But the thing is, we start cracking up. I'm like, this dude. Because I was culturally, like, he was just probably in today's language saying, I like, I like a thick girl. I want him a little yeah. thick. <laughs> it's not even today's language. The thing is, in other countries, like they don't use the word thick. That's like black culture to be yes. like this. You know, now people yes. get it. But, you know, everyone's, you know, whole separates. But so, <laughs> but even when I was in Ethiopia, yeah, and I, they were, you know, I was also bigger there, and like, you know, they kind of like admire you if you have that weight because it shows that you have like, you know, it's like a sign of like social class and, money. and stuff yeah. like that. Yes. Yeah. And the, the, it was, I remember wonderful, beautiful nuns, one from Kenya, one from India, both spoke Amaharic, just obviously kept their, their nunnery, kept their uniform stark white, never used bleach. I'm like, how do y'all keep it this white? <laughs> so I was always blown away. Like, just scrub, scrub. And I'm like, you guys, I've said, it's God. I'm like, it's just, this is God. But um, they, they, they thought that was hilarious. They thought that was <laughs> Yeah, they thought that your outfit's so white because you're a godly woman. <laughs> no, it's amazing because it's like literally red dirt. There was red Hold on, dude, there. where's this story so, going? So the point is, okay. they called me fat. They called me nice and fat. Really? Like, you're nice and, fat, you're nice. <laughs> and I was like, here we But go. see, sis, no, but that word, I think this is such a great topic because some people hear the word fat and it's triggering. Dude, as a teenager, if somebody would have called me fat, high school, college, even now, that is a triggering word to me. I don't know if I could take that as a word of endearing, unless I'm feeling solid and strong in my body because of just my obsession with body story. I don't know if I can hear that and chuckle. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not a pleasant word. And yeah. actually yesterday, just yesterday in Nordstrom Act, you know how I connect with people, right? Yes. So there was, so there was a lady next to me and I had a sense that she would, I knew she was Southeast Asian. I was like, she seems to be, and so, she was right there looking at stuff and so was I. And there was this pretty red and gold dress and I pulled it out, believe it or not, to show it to her. I know I didn't even talk to her. I just wanted to be like, it seems like you would like this because I know kind of this. <laughs> Hold on. Do you know, do you know, sis? She literally was like, oh my God. When I pulled it out, she said, I was looking at I said, do you know I pulled this out to show you? But you pulled out a dress to a random stranger just to show, cause you just, you saw it and you're like, this would look good on her. Not even look good based off of like, to me, the way she looked and me have an understanding of that style. I'm like, okay. I'm like, a, I feel like a stylish Vietnamese woman would wear this. It was like okay. red and gold and cuffed here. But the, the point I bring her up is because um, she was talking about her daughter and she said, you should be my daughter. She's Department of State. And she said, she's a strong, healthy girl. She's a big girl. She's, she's healthy. She's strong. And that's then the I language, that's the language she used. That's the language she used. And then I said to her, I said, I said, I hope you don't think I'm, um, you know, speaking. I said, I understand culturally what, what goes on sometimes in Asian communities. And I said, I said, I bet you the people in your family and your friends don't let her forget her size. She said, never. 
Mm. And she couldn't, she said, they never do. She said, it's cruel. I said, you know, and it's, it's just, it's not right. She said, it's not right. It's wrong. It's horrible. She said, they always want to tell her her size. And because again, she's a, a thick Vietnamese chick, you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. so, and, and because I know just from other friends I have with Asians, mom, Asian mothers, I mean, women that aren't even big and how their moms tell them they're fat, they're fat. So then she was really surprised that I had like made that observation without even knowing anything about the family. She's like, wow, you know, you understand. So what and do I you think about like, cause we're, we have friends of all different backgrounds. So we'd love obviously to talk about their mothers and their experiences because we are obsessed with our own mom. What do you, oh, you think? Yeah, go ahead. When you, I'm asking like, when you think of your body story, sis, and how mom plays a role in that, what's that connection maybe in childhood and even now in adulthood? Um, you know, I just, again, back to that idea of like the way that she always kind of knew how to like dress and didn't, you know, dress me for the size that I was. And, mm. and again, it also comes back to like, even in like, even in high school and stuff, people would always like, they love my clothes. Where do you shop? And, mm. you know, I mean, it was just, and it wasn't like, oh, where do you shop for plus size? It was just like, whoa, where do you shop? And at the time it was everything from remember bells and yes. so many different like JC Penney's. I remember not being the big fan of uh, JC Penney's for some reason, but yeah, and, me I, neither. Mom, and mom, she just, I think she, you know, she would encourage certain things like, you know, being more active, but I mean, she always made beautiful meals. Sometimes some meals were a little bit more rich. Like she wasn't ever <laughs> going to control. She would suggest things like, you know, okay. maybe for lunch, try this. It's a little bit lighter, you know, when we'd be home for the summers and stuff like I that. I mean, that. that's, just, that's just any parent. I mean, you don't have, your kids don't have to be a certain size. You don't have to have a child that's a certain size to say you need to eat healthy. You need to put, yeah. and so, um, what, and what about I, now, sis? Like, how do you think, cause I think of you and mom's styles being quite similar. I can't tell you how many memories I have of being chilling, laying sprawled across mom's bed and y'all are in that little hallway. She's pulling out blouses, stuff left and right. Ooh, oh, Tiff, yes. try this, oh, try this. Ooh, try Thanks, this mommy. one on. Ooh, look what I just, what do you think about when you think about style and fashion and your kind of boldness and how you carry yourself in style, sis? How does that, how is that a part of your body story? Um. Yeah, that's true. I guess it, it is part of the body story. I mean, I think, well, I like the fact now that um, because I have, you know, you know, even through the last almost two years have just gotten more active and whatnot, or I guess a year and a half from the, the time is just wild. Um, and I like the fact that I can share more clothes with mom, you know, but actually there's times when I feel like in a way I always was, I was kind of able to wear something of mom's. Like, it was yeah. just like, I was, even though I was like bigger, I was always, even yours, I could wear something. It was weird how that works, but. That's why that uh, traveling dress movie, I made sense, or traveling pants, I that made total it. sense to me. This, I should look into that dress for my party. Which one, the traveling dress? No, that's in my closet. Is it? The pur yeah, I have it, in, the purple one, that, the one I wear to Jason's you know, never, wedding. You know, I've never even put it on. <gasps> Okay, you'll try it on. It might be the dress for the party. It, uh, and if you know what, I it'll probably fit you better because it was a little long on me. So it's going to be the perfect length at the floor Dude, for I've you. I've never even put that dress on because you know what? I think it's probably because it's the traveling dress, but I knew that I was like, it wasn't that I even thought about like, I, in my head, I'm like, I think I need to reduce a little bit more for the traveling dress. And it wasn't that it like crossed my mind, but I figured, let me put it on when I'm like sort of ready. And yeah, so I haven't really put the traveling dress on. I'll bring it over. Next time I see you, I'll have it. You can try it on. Okay, cool, sis. Yeah, that'll be cool. But no, I do think, and then like mom, I mean, again, like I think just from the patterns and the colors and the mixing mm. things up, I did, I do get a lot of breath from mom. Now, granted, mom does think I sometimes do a little too much. And I'm like, mom, there's <laughs> do you think, Hold up, let's talk about that. Because I think I lean more with mom that. What is doing too much when it comes to perfect you? Perfect example. Perfect yeah. example. What's doing too much? So we're talking about the wardrobe for the party. And as you saw, I put for attire, totally optional. I put something colorful slash artistic and or whatever. Okay. Uh, and so I got, when I was in the shopping district in LA, literally last almost a year ago, I had purchased this really sexy, it's actually like a bodysuit, but it's, um, it's kind of like brown and black kind of a python it's bell sleeves it comes up here it, it's a it's it's a it's Ooh. a neat to be honest i could wear it for halloween but it's that not, sounds but I, tough it is and so mom's like all you need yourself is some black pants 
and black. And I was like, mom, I was thinking about maybe hot pink. <laughs> Pairing it up with hot pink, like a hot pink skirt or something. And she's like, see, this is- See, this I wouldn't is even think different. about it. Sis, I would never even- Or chartreuse. <laughs> and you know what it makes me think of? Remember that skirt, which I still haven't worn. I think I need to wear it with tights, sis. I'm not, like that even- I'm on that, sis, that is so, that's crazy how cute that is. And like, even that, your boldness with that, just wearing something that fitted with that high slit and then like a bright, it's just, there's this confidence that you've always had in what you've worn. And I just think that's, it's such an important thing I want to kind of stay on a little longer because either there are women watching this that maybe their style is not something they they put a lot of emphasis on. The mm -hmm. fact that you're even talking to mom about what you want to wear to the party and the party's not until December. That is baffling to some people, but to us, it makes sense. But like how style and how your mood and what you choose to wear and the statement you make just through what you put on, sis, I feel like that's just not as a designer, that's just who you've been. So can you talk a little bit more about maybe a thought process in what you choose to wear or how you want to feel or wherever you want to take that? Um, I would say, yeah, the, the how I want to feel. Um, because, you know, obviously when I do my designs and whatnot, when I go to my clients, it's not that I put on the Ritz for, for my clients. I mean, I'll, there's something I wear to my client's home might be like yesterday I was shopping in Tyson's Corner. You know, the outfit that I curate, curated yesterday, which was, um, I had on hot pink jogger pants, mm -hmm. you know, INC, not no slouches. And then I wore it with just black, you know, like with like kind of um, black chunky hill kind of like a, a, you know, a wedge, like with a black wedge. Okay. And then I wore white tank top. It's actually the same outfit I wore to Kate Renaud, except different shoes. And then oh, I put cute. on, a, but then I put on a black blazer with it. Um, and I started to wear a hot pink and white scarf. But then when I put it on, I was like, this is, this is too matchy matchy with my pink and white. So I took that off and then I opted for a solid black scarf. Mm. Um, and then, yeah. And there was one other element to it. But I probably got like two or three compliments on my outfit yesterday. I wasn't and is, that, the, is the curation of that, sis, do you do it from a mindset of a designer or the feeling of I'm about to go shop for a client at X furniture store? This is the this is what I want to put I'll off. What is I'll the thought what process? It really is, what it truly is, you know, you know how I am about waste and using everything and not. I'm even like that when it comes to my clothes. If I buy things, like I, I still haven't worn that nice blouse that I got at Chico's that day. It's similar to the one you have on the brow. I don't know black. why not. That blouse is well, bomb. I can wear it, you know, because it's like, I'm still getting through certain pieces that I'm like, I still haven't worn this. I still haven't worn that. So I want to, you know, I like to use some things, reinvent some things, reimagine some things and really like exploit my clothing options. Mm. And you do that when, how's the opportunity to do that? Every time you step out, oh, let me try this. Let me try that. So it's a combination of like, being creative with your wardrobe. And then, you know, like, for example, tonight, it's going to be DJ at St. X, a couple other things going on. So I'm like, oh, you know, I just got these new, um, like leopard pants, these new, like Michael Cord leopard pants. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll, okay. And then I was like, maybe I'll, you know, or I'll keep it simplistic. And I just think that that's kind of part of the whole idea of mm. getting together, getting it going. And it does represent like someone's artistry. It does represent, like, I'm not walking around like, oh, I do, I'm an interior designer, I have a business. But when I do tell people that that's what I do, they're like, that makes so much sense. You know, I, I appreciate that that's something that I could be. And it's not that I'm trying to be a walking brand, Yeah. but I mean, naturally as my brand has grown, I've sharpened it. I've sharpened it a bit more. But, and I think know, that for business owners listening, Noel, that, especially depending on what business you're in, you're an interior designer. You know, mm -hmm. me even, I think a lot being like as a life coach and as a fitness instructor, for me, just walking out into the world, like not feeling pulled together, it just doesn't rest well with me. It's, and it has nothing to do with, oh, you're a coach, you know, this is going to make you more credible. It's, this is the feeling I want to accomplish by what I'm wearing. Like I knew talking yeah. to, I was like, I'm going to be talking to Noel. I'm going to put on a silk blouse because it's going to align and match with your energy as my sister. So it's, there's just more thoughtfulness. I think if women start to think about what they well, put sis, on their Well, sis, I have patterns of heavily patterned blouse would have really hit. Well, this will have to do. <laughs> but I just, I wish if people could think more about the feeling of how they dress themselves and what it means. Because 
you know, even learning about women that might have gone through trauma, how they choose to dress afterwards, what that says about protection and about, I just think when I think of your body story, sis, how you style and dress your body has just been very consistent part of your life, I think for many, many years. Yeah, well, thanks, sis. And I do, I do enjoy, I do enjoy shopping. Some people overly consume, they buy something because it fits and they want it, but it's like, it just comes into a pile, comes into a pile. And it's like, I'll be honest, like, I don't, this might sound strong, but it's like, I don't respect that. That's Mm. wasteful. And then all of a sudden it's just like, you look around, oh, I don't want this, I don't want this. And then you donate it to Goodwill. And then that goes into a pile of other, it's almost like it doesn't, it's not wasteful. It's like, look at before you, like everything I purchased yesterday are actual pieces that I need. Like I got like some cute kind of black, like leather drawstring pants that have kind of a little bit of a sporty vibe. I but got to that some- point, sis, I want to hit on that right there yeah. for people that might be looking to fill a void or for other people shopping, you know, people, when people get abundance like that and feel that they need to collect a lot of things, I get curious and wonder where does that come from? But it is exciting to see as an adult, as you evolve, and especially as you start to kind of reevaluate where you want to spend your money, how spending more money on key pieces, pieces yes. that carry you through different seasons that you can change up that are high quality, like that, that, that uh, cute pullover that you put on with all the different patterns that you spent oh, some good money weather. on, that's going to last you for years. So yes. it's, you're thinking of it as very wasteful, but that is sustainable, sis, that's better for the environment just to buy these smaller pieces and wear them well and make sure they feel good on your body. I'm not wearing any clothes anymore that do not feel good touching my skin and my body. It's just Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, but no, it's true that clothing is a big part of my body story. You know what I mean? It is, it is. And thankfully I can say that exercise is is a part of it now because before Mm -hmm. it was like- uh, It is, sis. I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, sis. I mean, all of it, I'm proud of myself too. I'm proud of the fact that it's like, not even like a debate. Yes. It's not even like, I mean, it's probably been about since February of 2020. And you know, we went to, we went to Puerto Rico for your treat. It's yep. been since about then. I don't think I've gone more unless I was on a vacation, which, you know, our vacays are pretty active swimming yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, that I don't think I've gone more than two weeks without ever working out. And t- I mean, I would even say like 10 days. It's like, I wouldn't even, my body's almost like, no, no. And I like, I like it. I love it. I, you know, um, even the other day when I got that flat tire, I was more frustrated that I was going to miss the last Zumba class till maybe February because I just, it was a great workout. I liked the instructions. Yes. I mean, I was like, damn, I'm getting some dance moves and everything from this. (laughs) Yeah. That mindset of, you know, it's going to feel good to do it. It's going to feel good. And I knew I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to meet your boot camp, and I did not work out that day. And I was like, I have to get my workout. And so I literally, I didn't rush. I could only go, I I have a freaking boot on my tire. I mean, not a boot, um, a bloody, um, what's the bit? Um, Spare, one of those little fake ones. A dummy. (laughs) Yeah, I got a bloody spare. And so I can't go over 50 miles out. So I was careful, but I'm telling you, as soon as I parked, I came in, I did a swing in and swing back out. And I was what, six minutes, six minutes behind her starting lesson. And we went to almost seven o'clock. So I didn't feel like I missed out on, I jumped right in and I felt so good about that workout. And before I would have, I was hungry. I was, I could have easily been like, let me go eat a typhoon real quick. I could, cause I already had in my mind thought that I had missed out on the workout. I even called the front desk I even called Paul, you know, Monsieur Paul. And I said, can you please let Tanya know that I'm sorry. I really wanted to go to her class. I just yeah, got a flat. Yeah. Which so that, I mean, like that just, for that to be such a priority for you, sis, that, that right there, I think a lot of people push fitness and especially they see women working out. They think it's to lose weight or to do, it's like when your mindset can be about just the feeling that goes with it. And that is what it sounds yeah, like you have, you're, you're at the place of the feeling, sis. Yeah. You know? It's not even, yeah, because I've like, you know, as you know, like I've already said, like I used to, uh, the highest I was, and mind you, this was like in 2006, was like almost, a tw- you know, I, a 20 wide, I don't know, 22 at one point. I'm like, wow. Yeah. But now it's like, you know, if, if, if I go out, if I buy a dress, I can buy a large and, or like, it's like, if I buy a large or I buy like a 14, 16 and 
I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. You know, I'm good with that. I feel like I can probably even, you know, I still want to work on my, my mid area. Like I'll even ask you like, Oh, I like to work on core. I was even the other day looking at other things like, okay, I want to work more on my core yeah. doing my, you know, and I, and I'm like, I need to stay on that. Even the other day I was like, okay, let me do some planks, some low planks, some high planks. Cause I was like, I don't want to, um, you know, um, that was because I knew I was had Zumba coming up that night, but I was like, I still need to stay. I didn't want to just use Zumba is all I did. I was like, I still need to get some stretches in. I still need to, um, just do a couple of like, you know, more concentrated core things that aren't necessarily high intensity, but they're effective. And Mm -hmm. I'm just, I just hearing you talk about it. You just talk about it with, I just, I love to hear that. It's just literally become a part of your life, sis. And you were already confident before. So I feel like having that strength and the strength in your, your body and how you carry it and what you wear, it's, there is a different layer now I've noticed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I could definitely, I, yeah, I could definitely um, say that. I mean, I think that's going to just be naturally with, with anyone, with anything. And I should have asked about your experience being like the tallest girl in class, like growing up and just kind of always being the tallest. We didn't even talk about that. Well, I mean, it just reminds me of like a couple weeks ago, this guy at the bar was like, you know, it was at JoJo's or something. Okay. And he was, he was like, wow, you're like the tallest, you're like the tallest woman in here. And I was like, I looked and it was like one of those, I don't do TikTok, but it was like one of those TikTok videos where I'm like, I'm taller than the men too. I'm taller than the men too. And that's what I said. And you know, the music's all doom, 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 doom. Because the truth is, I am like, don't tell me I'm the tallest woman. I'm taller than you, sir. I'm taller than him walking by him. And I'm just like, him, him, him. And I'm like, don't tell me I'm the tallest woman. Like, pay attention. I'm taller oh, than the men. Too. So you didn't even so take I, it as like, he's complimenting me. You're like, pay attention to details, buddy. It was less about, oh my taller God. Than you, sir. Don't just, don't tell me I'm like, I'm tall for a woman. I'm tall for a man. I'm tall for a human. Wow. Yeah. So how do you feel about I, no, being so what, tall? Right. I'm, I'm tall for a human. Exactly. How do you feel like, how do you embrace your height, sis? Because we're Amazon women. I, we just are. I, but you're... I mean, I remember in high school. Yeah. Okay. So it was also one of those things where mom, I noticed mom never really made it. She would say we're tall, but mom never made a big deal she about really, her height. Isn't that crazy? Because she's never an average sized woman, but she never made us feel well, like she, we were these... She, Mom thinks she's tall. I know. That's a whole nother story. But she never made a big deal about (laughs) our height, dude. She would have us reach for stuff. But then we would go to like little barbecues and functions. They'd be like, these girls are so tall. (laughs) And so, and she'd be like, oh yeah. And you know, so I think it was almost like, I think in her head, it was almost like, I don't care how tall they are. I'm I'm, I'm the mom. I run this. So maybe that's where she had to like take her mind. Yeah. And of course, I would never think that we were ever taller than mom. But yeah. um, I do always remember like just growing up, I would be anything from like at the mall or in the grocery store. And you know, you know how it is with life. I feel like God sends little people my way. Just, yeah. it happens. It happens with a lot of people, but it happens like high frequency with me. You know, this. it does. It's like, very true. Yeah. It's, a, so, it's, a, it's an energy and like a power that you give off. So yes. Oh, thanks sis. You're so people would every once in a while just come up to me and be like, Oh my God, I hope you love your height. It would just be this like quick little whisper, mostly from like kind of older women or middle-aged women about my height. And just, and even now, I'm not even kidding. Even now people are like, just statements like, and it's not that I'm out here trying to, it's not that I'm out here like out here competing. So it's like, sometimes the statements are like, you know, you can never get surgery for height. (laughs) I'm just like, oh my gosh. It's so funny, sis, because- I'm telling you, I did not, real talk, I did not embrace and appreciate my height until I became a high school teacher. I felt that my height gave me presence, it gave me a bit of authority, and it made me feel a little more confident. But before then, it was something I was deeply self-conscious about, especially in high school, before all the boys went through their growth spurts. Yeah. you remember high school? Texas, them girls, we were giants. Girls were always solid and tall and athletes. So the women, I was always on the same level, you know, like Nicole and Courtney, we were all just tall women, you know, who else? Just a ton of us. So, but I didn't embrace that height until I became a teacher, young twenties. I would say, I mean, I didn't really, yeah. In high school, there were moments when I was, I would actually think to myself, like, ah, if I was just a little bit shorter, but Mm. then again, all those little whispers and it wasn't anything that I felt 
burdened by, but it was like, okay. again, all those little whispers just through life are just like, oh, that height is like, keep that height or I hope you love mm. your height. I hope you love that I've always, yes. it would be other, tall, it would literally be other super tall women. Yes. That would be like, I see you. Or it would be like <laughs> shorter women that would be like, God, why, how did you get that tall? Or but when it comes to jean shopping, that would frustrate and still does. Oh, oh, and you know what? I just, I, you see, have you seen me with a super long, actually I had a long pair on the other day. That was Sunshine had given them to me. It was like some Fashion Nova jeans she ordered a while. And I was like, let me try these things. But oh, wow, they're actually, but I mean, just on some regular, and I, you know what, even in stores, cause I like yeah. to still, you know, shop in person. I have not seen the taller, the long jeans in a long time. And I'll ask Extra me, long. Oh, I don't need extra, just long, not even extra long. Yeah. I mean, they, they'll just have, they have the nerve to have, um, sometimes they'll have short or average. And I'm like, okay. And then following that is tall. And they're like, yes. oh, we don't order tall. Yeah, it's, it is the big, and that has been since my weight loss journey, sis, that has been my biggest frustration. Cause I can fit now smaller sizes, but the length. So stuff will be flooding. I just got to kind of make it your own style, but that's why that's I like my joggers. Like my joggers, them team does cuff around here. I but mean, when did you get confident in your height? Like truly, truly love it. Even with all the nice little positive comments you were hearing through the years, when did you embrace it as a part of something you love? I would probably say ultimately when I did like maybe move to DC because I, it didn't used to cross my mind to wear a little bit of, cause you know, if I wear a little bit of a hill, I'm like almost six, three, you know, I'm like about six, three or something, depending on the hill, a little, I don't wear it to hills that high, but if I could, okay. If yeah. I did wear high heels, I could really shoot myself up there. And <laughs> I don't care now. I don't care about, and then if, you know, I've dated guys that have been same, you know, same height, taller and shorter. And yeah. I'm not, you know, I do want to date it. You know, I do want to be with a taller guy. <laughs> <laughs> Your iPad went away, sis, but yes, I get it. I get it. And even no, though and it's funny, a part of the tall woman journey and a part of the body story, I remember as a, now it doesn't phase me, but I remember as a teenager being so frustrated, so shallow to even admit this, when shorter women were like, I need a tall guy. He needs to be tall. I'm like, you're 5'2". You can yeah, be good like, with like a 5'7 or 5'8'er. But now I just, right? I'm always curious when people, when they want their partner to be taller, like what what is even that? Like, why is it important as a tall woman for your partner to be taller than you? Why is that something that you want? You know, it's, um, I think it's, you know, if I combine the height with, you know, people might assume I am, an, I, I, I'm an alpha, I am an alpha woman, like through and through, not the, you know, and I'm, I'm happy with it. But very uh, in tune with our divine, divine feminine energy. Very much so. Oh, yes. But I mean, I, I mean, I, I am, I'm an alpha, not in the sense of like, I'm going to be like controlling the whole scene, but yeah. you know, I know how to connect with, I know what's going on. I got, you know, it, it's clear. So I think it's one of these things where I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily like falling in love with alpha men. You know what I mean? I like a guy that's, hey, that you're a beta, maybe omega. I mean, you know what I mean? Those <laughs> those definitions outside of alpha, those definitions get really skewed. Okay. But I would say, I definitely not, not no pushover and someone that speaks up, but I just, I need a guy that's, if you're, if I'm already going to be an alpha and you're not going to be an alpha because it's like, I'm probably not going to fall in love with you if you're not. If you, if you're a hardcore alpha, um, I know that sounds crazy, but I just know my experiences. No, it doesn't. To each his own, mama. I know my experiences. Yeah. Um, alphas end up being a lot of fun. <laughs> Back to the story. <laughs> Remember, sis, this is for a larger audience. It's not That's just true. you and me. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but I would say I... I like being with, you know, I like the presence of being, and I've had, you know, lovers that have been incredible that are not my height, but yeah. I just, I like that extra layer. It's almost like that, that physical is, I'm going to need the physical, mm. the alpha, the physical can be alpha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the personality and the demeanor, you don't need to necessarily be an alpha there, but I need your stature and your, yes. the way you can like take physical presence and stuff. Yes. I like that. Alpha. Yes. Maybe we sort of look at, are you a physical or are you like a, you know, like, <laughs> Because but that's I, important, sis, because I think if you're a more solid woman, there is something different when it comes to intimacy and lovemaking where it does feel good to kind of have that dominant size. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like not everyone can pick me up, but some definitely can. So it's okay. almost like, you know. 
I mean, you got to be strong then. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh, oh, I just had a memory, but go ahead, sis. So, I mean, it's, but I mean, that is like, that's very, that's very intense. That's very intense. That's like an amazing thing to be like yes. picked up by your lover. Mm. Um, you know, and that's not everyone has that capability. And it's not because not everyone's that strong. It's just, I'm six one. I'm over, I'm over 200 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, Are you sis? Over 200? Does it, how does it make you feel to even say your weight? Like some women, the thought of saying their weight is just like, oh. I mean, I feel like anyone who can even, you can look at me. I've literally had guys, I guess they think it's cute, be like, so you're probably like, I'm like, okay. Hold up, hold on. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. They'll try to guess your weight. It's been a long time, but it's sort of, <laughs> it's happens. Not on some... I think it's more of just like, wow, you're strong. Like, dang, it's more of just like, it's not on some, because I've even had it, you know, again, it's, it's been a while, but for some reason, I think it was contextually, I know it sounds crazy just to hear it, but yeah. I feel like contextually. Okay. Um, okay. Like maybe there was other dialogue. Life. Yeah. There was other, di it's almost like the whole Amazon thing. And like, and I'm like, I could have been one of Qaddafi's bodyguards. Not that I would want to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, sis. Okay, so can I get back to the physical aspect of your size and what you prefer? Like when it comes, you do you find that you're more turned on and you appreciate sex more if your partner is stronger in physical stature? Um, hmm. Like for your body story, for you to feel best, like what makes you feel best? You know what, I, in that category, I've had so many like special experiences like you know, I've, you know, a guy that I was, you know, seeing for a while, he wasn't my physical height and he wasn't okay. even, he wasn't even necessarily like a really thick, solid person, but very strong, very lean, beautiful physique, very strong, very lean. So I think just the combination of like him and the way he physically, and like, uh, I mean, completely like flawless skin. Um, <laughs> also a, a wonderful person. So a nice spirit to have in the, you know, literally in the bed with you. So yes. there were so many things about him that I found admirable, even, I mean, okay. So we're talking about like a bigger guy, but he wasn't really, he's very strong, but didn't have like a lot of body fat or anything. And so mm -hmm. he was so quiet the way he would like, I would, he would get out of the, it was almost like I said, he moved elegantly. Mm. It was like, I, you know, the way he would get out of the bed. I mean, he could get out of the bed, use the bathroom and he was so quiet and like would almost move like as quiet as a cat. And I do, and, and also because he wasn't big, he never made any sound. Like he was silent. He was a dead silent sleeper. Okay. I mean, no snoring, no breathing loud. And I do believe because of his size, I think he was able to move that elegantly and sleep so elegantly. And it really was like a pleasure to rest with him, you know, because it, it was just, he was just so like healthy and lean and, and he has like a, you know, really beautiful physique, but he wasn't like a big dude, tall dude at all, but he definitely was. But sis, even hearing what you're saying, you know what just popped in my head? When women are dealing with their own body story, I wonder if they wonder what their partner, like everything you just described about your former boyfriend and kind of all, you know, just kind of how, I wonder if partners think that way. And if this adds that layering of why women, we unpack our body story the way we do because of those type of like, what does it mean to be physically a certain size? What is it, what does this mean to the partner in your life? Oh yeah. Right. Right. Like even him, like there were times when I would literally sit on him cause I knew he was strong. So I would just sit on his lap and be like, is this a lot for you? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, this seemed like it'd be a lot, but I think he was being sweet and like, yeah. But there was times I'm like, let me get up because you're not gonna <laughs> give in, you know. And it wasn't that I was trying to test him, but he really did seem okay. But in my head, I'm like, I've sat on, I've sat on other laps that seemed like they were more substantial to hold me, but it didn't feel make me feel like it didn't make me feel any kind of way. But I just remember, I'm like, he was just so you know, like a lot of people turn on from intimacy and stuff like that. And that was a part of it, but just the way he just moved so quietly and elegantly, because some people are just, they disturb their partners. They're loud, they're inconsiderate, they're yeah. snoring. They're making all these honking loud noises and <laughs> it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Oh, it is. And I, and I actually think because 
we actually did rest so well together and like, you know, like just connected so well. We were okay. Like I'm someone when I'm asleep, I don't need to, I, you can spoon me all night. You can cuddle with me. I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I need my space. For some reason, I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm okay with, I'm okay with, you know, comfort if you, cause you know, there's some people like they feel like they have to have a part of them touching you yeah. at, at all times. And I'm okay with that. I'm actually okay with that. But if you're making hella noise, it's just like, dude, that's a little, you know. <laughs> See, and that feels because like that's a part of the body story. Some people have those kind of, they got stuff going on. They're breathing differently, you know. They're sleeping differently, so it's just <laughs> so. Like, well, part of my body story is I, yeah, I like I had to have a nice restful connected rest with someone that I realized that's really I've been with a man who snores this and I realized for my own best slumber to feel rested and most rejuvenated who I lay next to make it has a big role in that and how I feel that's a really now good... I will admit this there was someone that I that I dealt with that did actually snore in it for you know it was like it wasn't like that I rested with him that much but <laughs> I didn't, I, I don't know if it was maybe the connection, but sometimes I didn't mind the snore, the snoring, which is like pretty, pretty psychotic. <laughs> oh my God. Our conversation went all over the place, Noel. What do you want to- Oh, but before I forget this, okay. back to the Ethiopia thing with the nuns. The reason I brought that up, because it comes back to language. Okay. So when they had said I was nice and fat, I was like, oh my gosh. And I said, I said, you know, we don't really, I wasn't insulted, but I just wanted to let them know. I said, you know, in like, in English, when we say fat, it's not really, people don't feel complimented. You know, Mm. I'm like, it doesn't really compliment people. Mm. They feel Mm. like it's um, an insult. And they're like, no, 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 no. What do we say? What do we say then? Because I guess they need a word. They need to say something. So I said, (laughs) I said, what about, I said, what about like thick or Or healthy? See, I don't want to say healthy because it was the orphan, you know, it was like, I got gotcha. you. You're right. So, yeah. um, I said, what about thick? And they're like, they both start laughing. She's all that thick, thick is for cloth. Thick is for cloth. <laughs> and I'm like, so in their heads, they associated the word thick with like an innate object. Not yes. yes. And so it does come back to like language and just, and so, and it almost makes me wonder now, I mean, again, I was heavier than, I don't even, it almost makes me wonder, like I'm, I'm taller, I'm not like so, so small, but I don't know if I would be perceived in Turkey now as like a fat girl, or maybe I would, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I would necessarily, because again, I was definitely like, I was several pounds heavier there. And I just yeah. even like, I mean, you know, it's like, sometimes you'll look at photos and it's like, I don't look at photos and feel like oh my gosh, I can't, I'm never disgusted with myself. I'll be like, yeah. dang, I was really, I was a really good size at one point. That's all yeah. I'll say to myself. I'll be like, I was really good size, but I don't feel, because yeah, I think about what my life was at the time. And I'm like, I was still having a great time meeting people and, mm. you know, friends, but, you know, but you can see the difference now. But I think it happened when it should have, like the facts, mm. you know, it's like, I don't mind that I feel like I'm peaking in my mid thirties. I feel like mm. this is around the time that, you know, not to judge, but for me in my life, this is when I was meant to peak. I didn't need mm. to. I mean, I think about women in high school and I'm not trying to dog anyone, but I think about people in high school and they were peaked, you know, their physiques and everything. Yeah. They might've been peaked there. And it's like, of course, motherhood and stuff like that. But you can see how in some cases, you know, depending on where you live, you can be a little bit more complacent with like what you're eating and how often mm. you're working out. Mm. Of course, you start having families. And so I, I realize I'm like, I feel like maybe this is happening at the age. Like, I know I don't have children yet, but I'm like, maybe this is time for me to get myself ship shape, you know, whether it's mm. um, just building my career, building my business and then working on myself physically. So then it's like, when the time does come for motherhood or something, I actually am stronger. It's like, yeah, I'm yes. probably having children later, but it's like, but I have a healthier lifestyle. Mm. I'm, I'm more, I'm, you know, and then of course, you know, partnerhood you have time to learn this is the type of person I want to have a child with versus just oh I fell in love with this person in my 20s and so it's like now going into it I think my body story will turn more into like a successful life story just because I've had time to sort stuff out what would you say to a a young woman that might watch or hear this sis that you'd want to leave her with to think about Huh. Um, 
Well, I mean, I think that would really depend on what they would need. So I know that sounds like generic, but no, you know, someone might say like, you know, for example, with food, for example, even though, again, even though I was heavier, um, I didn't feel, you know, I think there was at one point in the late nineties, two thousands where people were just, you know, the, this revolution, the food revolution wasn't on. Yeah. So, um, a lot of it wasn't changed. Like, yeah. It wasn't like there was just this whole lot of healthy options and like, I'm yeah. over here choosing this and that, you know, yeah. or like, and mom did cook healthy meals, you know what I mean? Compared to like, mm-hmm. but I remember there was a point, you know, I haven't eaten McDonald's in dang near two decades, but there was a point when it's like, you go through, you would literally, everything was a dollar. You can literally pick up a double cheeseburger, a freaking spicy chicken sandwich fries and a soda. And it would literally cost, not even to be funny, it would cost 420. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, because we had a laugh about it. Yes. And, and that was like a meal that I, I mean, that was just like, you didn't even really think about it. I yes. wasn't even thinking, you knew that it was like, this is junk, but it, you know, I guess at the time it was good. Like it's cheap, um, it's quick, everybody's doing it. But I would say, you know, if someone feels like food is their, is their situation, I mean, I don't know if it comes down to clothes. I mean, I, I think ultimately it just, it does come down to confidence. Um, I know it's cliche to say, it does come down to personality and personhood. Um, even the other day when I was at the Dion Cole show, you know, he was kind of all over the place, but he did say this message that I thought was good. He was referring to, he's like, you know, women these days, he's like, y'all are putting so much into your bodies, into your hair. And he's like, and you're doing all this and you're, he's like, and you're just sitting there and you're just sitting there perched up and you're not saying anything. You're not doing anything. Mm. And he's like, but your hair looks beautiful. And this is that, and this is right. And he's like, but you have no conversation. You have nothing going on. Mm. And he was like, he was like, it's the ones that he was like, the ones with the split ends, they're having the time of their life. Everyone can't, mm. you can't get enough of them. They're joyous. And it's not, it's not comparing that to be so glamorous, you have to be this and that. But yeah. that, that the story was ultimately about personality and personhood and sharing yourself and don't make yourself generic. And I would say mm. for women, I would still say, even though there are still like, there's still body shaming, I would still say the bigger revolution is on big girl's side is like pretty much more on our side because mm. now I'm seeing commercials, you know, I don't watch much TV, but if I watch my little news or something, but I have seen commercials, I've seen advertisements that are like, not only are they making it about like, Oh, bring in more people of color. They're like, I want to see different body types. So I, I think now that we have really, nothing has been fully, you know, um, figured out, but now that we have done a lot with like diversity and like seeing like, you know, more Asian people, obviously more black people. And, you know, obviously the more, you know, multi, multi multi-ethnic backgrounds. Now you're starting to go into bodies, which is what they really need to do as well. Bodies and abilities. Like I saw a commercial with, you know, a one, um, a surfer with like one arm and it was like, it was an advertisement for like, it was like a medicine. And I was like, that's what's up. They're not just making it about, Oh, geez. So that's also body as well. So imagine an amputee or someone who was born yeah. without a limb. And they're like, oh my gosh, I just saw a commercial and it has nothing to do with being with, with limbs or prosthetics. Yes. It has something to do but with the what fact that we even make a big deal out of it. That shows that we're just barely scratching the surface with what or how yeah. are how we even thinking about our bodies and what's normal and what's not. Just the fact that we're having this conversation about that on a commercial, you know? Exactly. But I mean, I think, so, I mean, it really is going to depend on where, where someone, and I, you know, I'm fine to give you, you can share my info sis. If someone sees this and has like a specific question for me, I mean, I'm happy to oh, just yeah. talk to I'll be putting directly. all those details in the description. <laughs> but, you know, I just think that that being your, being yourself and, and in terms of like body story does, because body is also like your physical presence being somewhere. And these days I'm just hearing a lot of generic conversations and people just are being afraid to just go a little bit deeper because I don't know if they think people won't understand. I don't think it's that. I just think that people feel like they have to just kind of stay right with the, with the, with the main crowd and stay in the main shallow pool with people. But it's like, don't be afraid to go deeper, touch in on a topic, reach out for something because there's probably other curious minds and, you know, start that intellectual exchange. Like we're focused too much on everyone getting all gussied up and sitting around and like checking everyone out. But it's like, okay, what happens after we look around and say, okay, this is a good looking crowd. Now what? You know, it's like, we don't need to just sit here and yes. sit around and be like a nice looking crowd together. Like let's have a conversation. And, yes. um, and that's why I like to 
back to the where I like to physically put myself is I like to be around artists. I like to be around musicians. I like to be around these sort of settings because these people tend to also be open-minded they're not afraid to go there and take it there and mm. they do wear interesting clothes and they do wear um and you know and it's almost like just the way people walk in themselves is part of their body story and yes. so to see someone else's confidence that might make someone say hey I can I can listen up I can sort of you know it's just mm. that, that, that communication that nonverbal communication yes it all makes it all makes a big deal. And I, and I do feel like I've gotten a lot of that from both of our parents, just that idea of like, where you can connect with people easily, but you also can like pick up on energy and say, okay, this is what the space needs for people to feel comfortable. And I'm grateful that I have it, but physical body, body language, body story, all of that comes into play because you're looking at how people are postured and you're trying to sort of deconstruct. Okay. Like, what does this need for people to realize? Like, and that's why, you know, I, I know I keep going on about my party, but the, the, that's why the part, like, you know, the party is, it's not just like, oh, everyone's getting together and drinking. It's more of like, it's that body story, you know, like mm. the combination of people that will yes. be there yep. just by default, you're more like someone with social anxiety. Like I almost encourage people with social anxiety. Like some of my friends are like, I don't know. And I'm like, it's almost like when you can go into a setting like that, you can almost feel comfortable because you can sit there and be totally quiet. No one's going to mess with you. You can just come in there and be as boisterous or as toned down as you want to be. And it's like, yeah. you're accepted, you're accepted. Mm, and, that acceptance is the key. That acceptance, not feeling left out. Yeah. Oh gosh, no. Mm. There's just no way. There's, I mean, for me, it's like, there's no, but that's the type of people that I like to surround myself with. Even though these are some people I haven't seen for months, even over a year, it's changed. I'm just, so I think I'm talking about the party, not because I'm like, oh, I'm throwing a party. Yeah, come to my party. More of like, it's time for us to experience like some positive vibes and energy with people and like really be around some some yeah. some good energy, not just a bunch of people like, oh, I just got this invite to this and, thing. And, and, and that's this, I think, to bring this full circle, your confidence in your body story and how you move in the world and carry it really can be influenced by who's around you. And so I think being so inclusive and welcoming of everyone and their fullness in the human body that they live in, that is something that you do by default naturally. So to even hear, to leave some of this gold with people that are going to hear this, um, I'm really grateful, sis. Thank you so much for sharing your body story. I know we went all over the place, but that's how these go. And I love it. (laughs) Yes. And the last thing I will say about that is like, you know, we think of body, we think again, size, shape, height, but yeah it's that all-encompassing it's 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 your style it's your um you know and it's it's kind of like and some people will judge not even just your size people will just judge how free you are or how conservative you you know how like closed in and sheltered if you know if someone comes looking super dowdy super homely people will knock that if people come someone comes with just a strip of tape here and there i mean that's just yeah (laughs) <laughs> people are like about that. But if someone comes wearing something really, really risque, people are gonna talk about that. Yep. It's almost like, what are you guys saying? You have to just stay right there in the middle to not be d- discussed. It's like you there's know? no win or lose. So figure out what is your story, what feels good, what's a part of and you, it, yeah, and it's live it's in that. You. Because people are always gonna have something to say. Always. Yeah, it's only for you. Exactly. It's only for you. And it's not even for your spouse because the spouse is gonna meet you in your body story. I mean, you'll shift. But they're going to, they should meet you where you are too. You know, it's like, you might wear something that they like, but you, you have your body story when you meet your significant other and you just Mm. grow with that, but they have to get on board with you too. Yes. Oh, well, sis, you know, we, we talk about this stuff all the time, but you did share some, I love this because you did share some new things that, you know, just as a inquisitive interviewer and as a journalist, it was nice to learn some new (laughs) things about you. So thank you so much. I really... I appreciate you, sis. Thank you. Thanks, sis. Love you. And I appreciate the invitation. And sorry, did anyone want to see what this art looked like? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just a little cool and a bit. <laughs> All right, but no. Bye, that, sis. That's awesome. I love Edit you. Okay, love you, sister. Bye. These stories are going to change lives, and you are officially a part of the body story movement. So thank you for being here. And I appreciate you listening. 
If you heard something on this podcast that you felt moved by, I'm willing to bet there is some girl or woman in your life who will feel the same. Because in true honesty, this podcast was created for 16-year-old Coco, 25-year-old Coco, 35-year-old Coco, who needed a space like this to hear women share their truth about their body, stories they heard growing up, stories they continue to be fed, and how they are unlearning some of these stories. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Please share. You can also find the Body Story Movement on YouTube, where you can see some of these interviews at the Body Story Movement, as well as on Instagram, the Body Story Movement to catch short clips of these interviews. Thank you again for listening. There is a phase two to the Body Story Movement, which involves a mentorship and a scholarship piece. So I look forward to sharing more details about that as that piece of the body story movement continues to evolve. Thank you all so much. I am Coco Benitez. I am a life coach. I am a speaker and I am the founder of this beautiful body story movement. 